Hello and welcome back to another episode of How's Your Podcast with me, your host Matt, and my Peter. co-host. That's yeah. my name. Yeah. Uh, so I was out most of this weekend, so I haven't really seen most of these performances, but one that I did see was Dieng for Dundee against Hamilton. I know, relegation six-pointer, as they say. Cliche number one. Good. Let's In the books. Ding. Um, <laughs> Dieng. <laughs> Right, and that's this episode done for today. <laughs> See you next week. We've quite clearly gone insane. Um, yeah, he, he was really good. Uh, Both keepers really good. But yeah, well, yeah. Uh, he made more saves that were more important at more important times and better. Yeah, well, at nil nil, at nil nil, Hamilton had a lot of the ball, and he stopped it being one nil to Hamilton. Yeah. And then Dundee made it one nil. And then obviously, then Dundee had a lot of possession, and Dundee create a lot of chances and the Hamilton keeper was really good and then yeah but then that uh, man the myth the legend Marion McKinnon yeah it, pre- it pretty much came down to McKinnon's goal was much better than Wright's goal from like a goalkeeping standpoint yeah yeah like you can't really stop McKinnon's goal you maybe could have stopped Wright's goal Wright's goal he dives the wrong way <laughs> well, that'll so do it it was pretty much the case of <laughs> You know, both keepers but, yeah, yeah, again, Hamilton keeper was really good. You did a lot of credit, big young boy, up from Queen's Park Rangers. Up from Queen's Park. Well, it is up from Queen's Park Rangers because the Queen's Park Rangers are in London. Oh, QPR. I think they went Queen's Park. That's what they stand for, Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah, I know. Queen's Park. That's why I said they're I know, it was just odd because you said Queen's Park. And I was like, why is he up from Queen's Park from the town of Weird? If they were like saying, <laughs> on loan. That's what I thought for a second. I thought he was on loan from there, and I said, like, "What a weird person to loan." That'd be bad. It would be probably be quite bad, but it wasn't that. It was Not that Queen's Park don't have goalkeepers. Just like if they were sending goalkeeper just just buy him. that wasn't, really? yeah, if they were loaning a goalkeeper that wasn't starting at yeah. Queen's Park. Yeah. It would probably be quite bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they understand. They get the point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then. Edging Gwelly. Oh, yeah, our only, sen- our only defender. You put in, so... Put in, that's because of his Falkirk beating uh, Queen LaSalle 3 now. Clean sheet against Stephen Dobby. Big, scary team. Stephen Dobby and Fraser Aird. You're a big love of your life. I do like Fraser Aird. So, number so, nine, Fraser Aird, I think he was, no? That's weird. Played right wing. That's, that's weird. Why is he playing right wing? I think he played right wing. Oh, I could man. be wrong. I could be very wrong. But from like what I was looking at the team, it might be before, it might be like right mid. But anyway, I kept the clean sheet against Stephen Dobby, who like and Fraser Red, and Fraser Red <laughs> more importantly because Stephen Dobby's not been that good. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> no, but and then he also scored. I I believe it was the first goal. I know all the Falkirk fans I follow on Twitter were raving about him, um, which. I, I mean, they won a game, so I feel Twitter, like how it should be decided. Polls on Twitter. <laughs> I know. Obviously, I, again, I I was out, so yeah. I watched like a total of like what three games this weekend, and then I've watched the highlights of about two. So yeah, that's fair. I've been a busy man, which we'll probably get to later in the podcast. But yeah, no, he scored a goal and kept a clean sheet. So he outscored Stephen Dobby. Get it up, you. Put that on your CV. Get it up, you. The Edge, twenty three. <laughs> the edge. Hey, another one that I watched. Oh, Watson. Watson. Paul Watson is one class. Captain's performance. Um, so his first goal, unreal. Ball hits, the keeper saves it. The ball goes up, hits the crossbar, bounces back out into the like foray in the six yard box. Um, I can't remember who it was, but someone tried to do an overhead kick, missed the ball completely, and Watson tapped it in. 
which was just a complete mess. It wasn't a good call. But then they get a free kick, and Ian Campbell puts in a peach of a delivery, and he over kicks it. Ian Campbell. Oh, over which Ian Campbell? Hmm? Which Ian Campbell? Ian Campbell, as in Dick Campbell's son. As in the assistant manager player. The assistant manager player fullback. Not the forward. I think so. Yes. Not the forward. They look very similar, so it's very hard to tell. Similar. They're called the same. And yeah. Anyway, but he put he put in a really good cross from the left from a free kick, and uh, Watson decided just to over kick it in top corner, and it was incredible. I've seen that one. Genuinely incredible, and that made it two all because they were one nil up, then two one down, then he made it two all, and then they won five two. Five two. In an Angus derby. Wasn't there one last week? Yes, there was. (laughs) Angus derby. Football. Scottish football is made in Angus. (laughs) Just that's it. To be fair, get rid of the central belt teams. To be fair, good burgers. Uh, Or good beef. Aberdeen Angus. I just I don't know. You already fucked up this podcast by saying ding. Ding. So, like, it's yeah, your it, fault. It was there to take. Yeah, alright. had to go and clip so, finish. Another, another game that, that I was here for. Or now. You were here for this. You watched this. Yeah, no, another game I was here for. Alright, oh, okay. Like, yeah, to, be, to be fair, I did. I, I saw most of these players play. It's just like two of them I didn't see. Or on June. I don't really remember Friday night, the game. Well, just steaming clearly on the set <laughs> she went to bed earlier I'm pretty sure yeah probably just, pretty... so just distraught with the three big lumps of Hearts defenders <laughs> yeah that's fair I, I did think I did think that Steve Clark had a point but we'll get referees later <laughs> it's fine we can, all, we can rant about that later anyway Aaron June he was, yeah, really, no, he was really good <laughs> not many people um, do thought, well against Kilmarnock in midfield but yeah I thought Sean Glenn also did really well um, <coughs> just refused to come in. He he pa- he passed the fancy figure routine, and I like fancy figure routine. Fancy routine, yeah, that is kind of what it's all about. Set piece routines that involve people, two people faking and running out wide, are just. I mean, it was still a foul. <laughs> <laughs> like Naismith still fouled the guy, <clears throat> but like yeah, no, nah, Jim was yeah Jim was really good, and especially against Kelly, of a pretty much the probably one of the better midfields in the league. Aye, yeah, with the whole like power intensity, dicker. power dicker. Tishbola, if you're the commentators in BT, not Shibola, Tishbola. I don't know where they like, think the I is. I think it is Tishbola. It's not Tishbola, it's Shibola. It's C S I H or C S H. It's not T I S H. Bola. Alright, but. Tishbola. We're just going to gloss over Power Dicker. Gloss over that. Also, I will. Alright. Good midfield. Alright, June dominated them. I will say Kelly were missing Amy Brophy. They're back. Both. They did Demis as a striker in general, to be honest. I thought he was alright. Um, no. What's his name? And Jolie was and Jolie. not good. I, I thought he was alright, but he very clearly is a striker. Bad. Was the problem. Bad. Being a striker. Like, he, he looked like he was a midfielder. Like, yeah, we said during the game, they should have played Burke there. Yeah. Or, like, you would have... No, I said... Hindsight, that, but, like, no, you I said they should have started Liam Miller. Oh, well, yeah. But that's because, that's because I, I just want every deadline day starting to start. Yeah. Because it was funny. Like, but no, it's boring when you start. One of the wingers, I would say, Burt would well, be slightly better up top by himself, but you know, oh, he had a good game. you can say that after he had an alright game, and yeah. then he could have been a terrible striker. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Yeah, but it's not even hindsight because he didn't even play striker, so I still have no idea if he's a good striker or not. Well, yeah, but like it was worth saying, like, he had a good game. Wow, so these human, yeah. my, my opinions are always correct. I mean, to be fair, we more than often are correct look at our predictions. Um, <laughs> Uh, so then Aiden Fitzpatrick Aiden Fitzpatrick Fitzmaldo Good Fitzmaldo I want to cry He's good Quality 
Yeah. Nice big thing? Nope. He is actually there. I think he's actually thing. I'm just saying no because he calls Fitz Naldo. Fitz Naldo, so yeah. Could not call him like Fitz Messi. And also, who's another footballer? I'm sure there was a really. Lucas Marvin Hitz. Marvin Fitz. I don't know. Marvin Hitz was good. He's good. He's a goalkeeper though, so it probably doesn't really work. Um, yeah, anyway. But you know, he was good. Scored a goal for Parthessel and as they beat. You'd hope he scored a goal for Parthessel and not someone else. Very good, very good. I know, right? But no, I mean, he scored a Parthessel they were playing uh, Carthessel. So the Thistle yeah, Derby. The Thistle Derby, which should be a thing. We're not Sky Sports though, so we're not allowed to do that. This is it from that. Uh, is there a road that connects those two? Because like then we could do it. Well, is like, that road like the M twenty three derby? Like it doesn't M- really connect them. The M C. No, but it's like the M twenty three derby between Palace and Brighton. I think. No, when we are two in like teams. six months' time, the sole TV coverage provider of the SPFL. That would be and so bad. Our our coverage for the, this game will just be what? thistles everywhere, just raining. I don't know what raining thistles. To be fair, we also rain thistles. Yeah. I don't know what we know between us about. This one's. I don't know. Oh yeah. Video production, but. I don't think no much about video production. No, just tells me lots of shots come together. Cameras and that, but anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah. Martin had a show where he played. Yeah, according to the match report, he played as an inside inverted winger. Which is the most party thistle thing to write ever. <laughs> In a three at the back something. Yeah, it, it looks like a three five two. No, on, on the Google one's wrong. The Google one's wrong, yeah. Apparently, definitely wrong. apparently it was not that. So I don't know. I think it might have been like a 5 1 3 1. Well, I, yeah, but based on what part it's definitely, definitely like three centre halves played that game. Yeah, well, according, so unless one of them just. Oh, no, Partick part said that they played 5 of that. They said that yeah. they moved to a 4 at some point in the game. I, I imagine, imagine that was when. Across and when Anderson came off, probably. Yeah, um, and they also said yeah, that so. the right wing back what's his name now Elliot yeah Christy Elliot he had a really good game he apparently called, covered more distance than anyone else in that game from right wing back so that was kind of odd another wings another wings yeah but like surely the centre mid should cover more ground than you you'd think anyway especially if you're playing what I imagine was a formation with one centre mid maybe yeah but, but anyway, he played it. He played as a inverted forward or something, and or winger or whatever. And I don't really understand what they did, but it well, worked. He was pretty good. It worked really well, and Same. they won, and he scored. And yeah, and he's the players that started stuff up. What they called the good players. Yeah, First half of the season, they were just like, oh, don't pick me. I don't want to play football for the championship. And now they're like, get us back in the Premiership. Even though uh, they might, we'll see. What do you mean we'll see? Well, where are they, they now? They're not. Good. I reckon they can get up to fifth, but I don't think fifth is playoffs. You is don't it? think, or you don't know? I don't know. I'm being honest. <laughs> um, but no, because I think it's third and fourth play, and then third and fourth yeah. play second, and then know, the winner ne- of that game plays eleventh in the prem. I can never figure it out. So anyway, speaking of ethereal young wingers in Scotland, yeah, because ethereal Jake young wingers. Hasty. What does ethereal, what does ethereal mean? Like, like they're really good. <laughs> I had to it, it just means really good. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I want to sound fancy, you know. Uh, extremely delicate and light in a way that seems not to be of this world. <laughs> so there you go. Jake Hasty. That describes him pretty much, pretty well. Jake Hasty at Motherwell. Uh, really good character goal. 
where yeah, he just this, this launched the keeper. Yeah, the keep. What keeper is going to throw it to that alien? I didn't know that. The mother. It's like just, <laughs> just the motherwell keeper on his own. Um, he outstrengthed the guy at the halfway line, which I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, just put the guy in and the then, and then, he, and then he was like, all right, I'm just going to do a couple step overs or whatever and faint, I'm going to go and Yeah, and the guy in the Yeah, and then score. To underneath Liam Kelly, who is very quickly going down in my books. Yeah. I used to rate Liam Kelly very highly. Yeah, it's very much like a, like, Liam Kelly's going down while Xander Clark continues to go up and they've kind of like, demand. it's gone, yeah, it's but got, Kelly and Xander. It's gone, like they've, What's it called when the lines go past each other? Or like go Equilibriumed. No. Gone past. <laughs> they, they, the lines the lines have crossed. Intersected. Ah, oh, probably something like that. The lines have crossed like now. Ships in the night. <laughs> Weird thing <laughs> to say. The lines have crossed now and Xander Clark is now Xander probably, Clark's now the best keeper in the world. In my opinion above him. But it's a shame that he will never get a Scotland club then. Cause I know, he just concedes too many goals. Bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, Jake Hasty, really good. Well done. Very good footballer. Yeah. Uh, Scored a header as well. Not just not just a really fast goal. That's what really impressed me. Well, Scored a header. One a header. It's quite tall. Yeah, but he's one a Scored a header and also scored some rapid, quick goals. He, he's on a pretty amazing run of form to be fair to Jake Hasty. Mm-hmm. Like he really forced him. But his, he, I think it was the cup game. I want to say when he really got a chance to play from the start, and yeah, probably they lost that game. Right, they lost in the cup. Honestly, oh, three two, something like that. Give it a good, that's a good shout. Probably. I want to say Motherwell lost the cup game, but Jake Casey had a really good game. From <laughs> my memory of it. Uh, and then since then, he's pretty much just been in the team, and they've been winning. And he was Motherwell moved. did lose the cup game. Yeah. Two one. Two one. Not three. Jake Casey scored yeah. in the ninety first minute. That's all. He came on for oh somebody. The way everyone speaks about it, you would think he. But he's, I assume he came yeah. on that. He came on that game. Must he, have impressed. He, impre- he impressed in the cup in game. In however many minutes he got, yeah. uh, because he didn't start against Hibs. Yeah, he did. Beat you. Yeah, he, yeah, he did really. He, beat he did really well. I mean, yeah, me Hibs. Yeah. He did really well against Hibs, and yeah, he's he's doing well since he's got in the team. And fair play to him because Motherwell have shot up the table from what eighth to eighth. <laughs> uh, so well done. Anyway, <laughs> then. Oh, Moffat at air. We'll move Moffat, on. Right, we'll we'll talk about another one in a minute. Thought, yeah, we'll come back to it. M- Moffat air. Uh, Thoughts on air? Air. Lauren Shankland has stumbled. Lauren Shankland. I mean, scored. He got injured. Yeah, that's the same thing. And. You need to make wild opinions out of injuries. You can't just be like, oh. Okay, yeah. Well, like, he, he got passed it, he's done. He's, he's that's not. It. He didn't score for like five games in a row. Exactly. <laughs> like, he wasn't in the squad. He didn't score against Auckland Talbot. Exactly, he wasn't in the squad. Offensive Auckland Talbot. But, like, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, Terrible. He, scored, he did score at the weekend, scored a penalty. But, um. Uh, Bush, he should have given it to Moffat so Moffat could have got his second goal. And then Moffat would have had a hat Yeah, but, like, how was he to know that Moffat was going to. Maybe, maybe if he gave him the penalty, Moffat would have scored the second, but then Shanklin would have scored the third. Who knows? We'll never well, know. No one. That's why I should have given the penalty. No one. I mean, Tavernier should have given the penalty to Defoe, but he did. He should have never had the penalty in the first place. Well, yeah, he should, yeah, but that's the point. He shouldn't <laughs> give it. Give it the, aside from the whole drama around the penalty, he still shouldn't give it to Defoe. That's weird. That was a weird thing to do. Score your hat trick. right back, get a hat trick. Yeah, that's pattern. I can't yeah, imagine on. that Tavernier scored many hat tricks in his career. I mean, I know for a fact he didn't score many at Rotherham. So well, he scored more goals than Scott Brown, though. Oh, and he's a right back, so. Yeah, to be that, fair, that, that is, must mean he's good. That is kind of surprising to me. I but I also it's was thinking. Get, man's getting four penalties in a game. Yeah, I, I was thinking of the weekend though that Scott Brown probably doesn't score enough. 
Um, doesn't shoot, pissing me off. But then but when he does shoot, he doesn't score. Pe- people who definitely score enough is Moffat at air. Well, no. He scored a brace. He doesn't score enough. Yeah. He, he's a terrible striker. If he... Right. This is harsh. That's harsh. That's how I'm you know, going. a terrible striker. You're in the seven of the week. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> he was really good this week, because you go off the he's weeks. Set, that's he's called the yeah. seven of the week, not yeah, seven of the week months. He's, stepped, he's, he's scored a few recently. He's stepped up while Shanklin's not been there. Fuck. They've done terribly. So yeah. Shanklin with it. It's entirely down to Alan Forrest. Being out. Nothing to do with Shanklin, but... But they won 3-0 without Alan Forrest. I think. I don't care when they won without Alan Forrest. Just now. They're overall, they won 3-1. But it? It was last week, against Kai Pistol, didn't score. And they lost 3-2. And they had to bring on Shanklin, who was come back from injury. Had to rush him back. Didn't score. Yeah. week before that, they played Dundee United. They won 1-0 against Dundee United. Being a striker isn't all And he didn't score. Okay, but being a striker isn't all that goals. Being a striker isn't all that goals. It kind of is. Tony Watt. Tony Watt's not a good striker. Tony Watt is a good striker. Do you know what's going Air didn't score Play for three weeks without. That's kind of mad to be fair. That. But Moffat was to the rescue this week as they yeah. won 3 1 and he scored a brace and that's yeah, kind of impressive. That's pretty But one of them was a good goal. So like he got it in him, I guess. Right. So on our on our Instagram post. Yeah, we'll bring it back to. We have been told. Uh, what we there was a question. First one we got was people asked about Bruce Anderson why he, he, he should be in the seven of the week. Um, was a question people asked which I is I don't know who instead of really well yeah that's why it's not in yeah he yeah. was very good he had a lot of good he missed a lot of yeah chances early on in that game to put them at them from the head earlier what was it done from the score they lost 2-1 they lost 2-1 yeah they lost 2-1 oh he scored he scored a good oh. goal they lost 2-1 to Ross County right alright which is like expected expected yeah and it, he played really well and I've seen the hat and stuff and he was really good I don't think we've had a player in yet that's lost their game, which obviously is not a surprise, but like... Probably. I don't think so. But I don't like, think he played really well. He probably... Because like, the only way it would really would be if they scored a hat-trick. Yeah. Or if they did something mental. Like, if they lost. And we also got asked about Timothy Weir, who played, what, 16 minutes? <laughs> in total. It's an impressive 16 minutes. It was an impressive 16 minutes. But like... He just... He makes me happy. He's a nice guy. The enthusiasm he has is just yeah, he's enthusiastic. incredible. Good for him. I could be enthusiastic on a little boost. No, he also played um, midweek as well. Did he? Oh, I don't right, know. If I can't remember for how long he played for. Oh. He didn't so maybe, maybe he got twenty minutes. <laughs> like it, he got a two. He did get a goal and assist. That's really impressive. Goal and and he, he changed the game. I, yeah, he, probably, he also got man of the match because of his. I don't think he did change the game because you were the goal and the assist. Well, yeah, but Celtic also were looking like they were about to score up until Edward broke his foot or whatever happened. When Edward yeah, purposely the kicked the defenders. But the reason, the reason, they scored, the reason they scored the goals was entirely way of getting in behind him. Yeah, but I, I think because he was... Because way of plays, way that they get... I, with Edward, Ed, they wouldn't have scored. I think he they were... They wouldn't have scored the goals that he scored. Yeah, but I think you were on the path to scoring anyway. I think I think it was a case of uh, when rather than if. When way came yeah, on. I guess, but like, because St. Saint, uh, Saint Started off really well, and like they had some chances that I was like, that was like score them. That one's a one because Scott, it was like there was one where Tony Watt pulled out because he was going to head the post, which uh, he got a lot of criticism for. And I was a bit like, well, he was also head the post either. Yeah, it was, it was like, oh, take a concussion and potentially a cracked skull, or maybe <laughs> score. Two maybe, 
yeah. get one up against yeah, other. Yeah, it wasn't like it was like huge, and I was like, that's fine. But there was another one, uh, Matty Kennedy got through, like very luckily, it just sort of hit him, and he was strong goal all of a sudden. So maybe took him by surprise, but he should be doing better than hitting it straight in the middle. Um, I thought, is it Sean Goss, the defensive I mean, player? Oh, I thought he did well for the first, he played in the middle of the three. Yeah. He, he did, I think he did really well for the first 45 minutes, and then kind of dropped off um, when they stopped, because when St. Johnson were like controlling the ball, he looked really good, and then when they stopped controlling the ball, he looked kind of average, because that's the he's player. Good. That's the player he is. I think he's good, but I think he's good when you're like the style of football needs to suit him. Yeah, yeah. And you can't play without the ball with someone like Sean Goss because he's not that kind of player. It's like having Javi and then being like, yeah, we're gonna counter attack and have twenty percent possession. Yeah, it's <laughs> a bad idea. Compared Sean Goss and Javi. No, not like I'm not comparing the two. Like, I'm just yeah, saying like, like oh, you compare the no, two. I'm not saying they're the similar <laughs> players, but you get the point. Um, and then also that was it. That's, oh, that's both the two players. That's all. That's all players. It, tell us. People players. have said to it, it, it. Please disagree with us. Yeah. Because I would love to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. Weekly. We, we enjoy it. We enjoy feeling like we're superiors. <laughs> um, but no, I think that uh, all in all, it's been it's been a good week of football. Um, Entertaining. Somewhat. Weekend. Apart from some of the things some of this stuff. that we will go on to. But first, let's talk about things that we've been asked to talk about. So. Thoughts on whether Motherwell can push for the top six? And I think, yeah. I have thoughts on that. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> no, but like, I think obviously, I, I'm very I'm much... Five, I, I, I was shouting when St. Johnson were losing that five points won't be enough, and you were like, what you're about? Celtic are this many points clear? And I was very clear to the race for top six, because that's what really matters. Race top six quite to the end, Title's done, that's it, but... Uh, I think Hibs are definitely in the driver's seat of the teams chasing top six. St. Johnson look like they might fall, but I don't. Th- I don't have confidence that St. Johnson will. Five points isn't many. Like I we- do think there's only one space left in top six. One of Hearts or St. Johnson, only one of them will drop out. I don't think. I, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't two. think both of them. Will and drop I think about top six. So there's think- five teams at the moment. There's Hearts, St. Johnson, Livingston, Hibs, and Motherwell. Motherwell. And I think that. At the moment, the the form team is Motherwell out of them. You would say that at the moment, going off form, Motherwell put the best team out of them. But Motherwell also in the same position, Livingston, where they're further behind than Hibs. And obviously, Hearts and St. Johnson are already in the top six. And then Hibs had a better window. Hibs had a good chance window, but don't have a manager. And if Eddie May is going to be the manager for the next couple of weeks... Like if he takes charge of more games, then I think yeah, he'd definitely yeah, he'd, drop the pace. He'd easily have the strongest squad of them all as well. But so I don't think he's played that. Get them in, playing well, play that Hibs can play. Yeah, well, it depends on obviously who comes in because there's been a lot of rumors and like I don't really trust a lot of rumors. Like Mark Hughes is a rumor. I don't think that's real. I I wouldn't mind it. I'd give him a chance. I mean, there's been like no movement at all other than just wild media speculation. Yeah, and me saying like and wild you, European matches. Like, wild yeah. European matches is the way to go. If we don't hire someone that's like... Just go the Norwegian League, you know, like, guy th- really about, like... Someone that's, like, 30 from, like, the depths of, like, the... What's it called? The Black Forest? Oh, yeah. fucking hell. Yeah, the Black Forest, the Gato. If we go to the depths of the Black Forest, where they have, like, nice... Stop judging managers <laughs> off of cake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Straight up, not happening. <laughs> anyway, no, I just saw a Black Forest. In the Black Forest, there's a, there's a really nice spa that I was going to go Yeah, I was going to go to it one time, but I didn't go to it because uh, I went to Valencia instead. Valencia was really oh, nice. Right, right, but in the Black Forest, there's a really nice spa. So if we get a nice, like, 30 year old from the Black Forest, he'll come in with, like, revolutionary, like, recovery techniques. No one will get injured ever again. And it will be fine. 
Right. But specifically about Motherwell, they have got very much chance. Motherwell are very much on form. On form, I think Motherwell will probably make it. Well, I think because they've sorted it out, they've got a midfield yeah. three now of Gorin, Turnbull, they, they, and Campbell. They certainly look just fine, like they want it most. He stopped playing Connor Salmon. Which is a decision. Which is a good thing to do. It's just a decision. Curtis Main is as good as Connor Salmon. Is better than Connor Salmon significantly. Um, um, started playing because in the last game they played I think a front three because it's Hasty Main and then the speedy boy uh, Danny Johnson I believe is the team they played. I don't know. As their front three. Didn't watch it. So which no sorry I'm wrong. Danny Johnson is a good option off the bench now but they have that Ari Ariyibi guy. Oh yeah, so he's they're playing he's a four three, which just makes golly. sense. Mother will have the players with the four three. They don't have these players this three five two, which trying to persist with earlier the season. Yeah, so I, I think, they've, I got, think and they've got a strong bench. To Elliot Freer. I, def- I definitely think they look, they look like they want it most. It's not playing Colin McHugh seat fucking centre back as well. Yeah, I think they look like they want it the most, which I think is definitely going to help them in the long run. I I think it depends on what Hibs do a lot because I think that Hibs obviously in the best position out of those three. And if Hibs get in a manager of any quality, mm-hmm. the Hibs squad is better. Yeah. On paper. Just, just on paper, not on form or anything. Mm-hmm. It was on paper. Man for man, I think Hibs are better than Motherwell. Yeah, definitely. But I don't... I struggle to see Hearts or St. Johnson dropping out because Hearts are going back up again. Yeah, they get the players back. St. Johnson just played Celtic twice, so it's a bit of a false positive. Yeah. When you go over there in bad form, they lost two games in a row. But they've just played Celtic up home and away. Like, that's not. Like, let's not play that down. That is. The, yeah. That Celtic had to win both those games. Yeah, and then. And like, obviously you have a better so and good like, form as well. So yeah. Inside. So anyway, so the next thing we've stuff. been asked to talk about is Bruce Anderson and the Six Nations. The Six Nations exist. There are only Six Nations on the entire planet. Just six. Rugby is good. <laughs> I know Scotland and beat Italy 33-something. Very good. And England beat Ireland, and that's the things that I know about the Six Nations. And we spoke with Bruce Anderson already, so he's a really good player, I think. I think that Bruce is a very good player. Maybe Aberdeen isn't the best fit for him, and maybe he should leave or will leave, but I don't know many specifics about it, because uh, I'm not an Aberdeen fan. Because I think him and Sammy Cosgrove, that's big and small. Yeah, but I, I also think that. But also. I also think that yeah. like Jamie McLaren's a good striker and he just left. So that's true. But I, yeah, Ruth Hansen's a good footballer. He's yeah, he'll score more goals in championship. Score a lot of goals in championship. Yeah, I think I think uh, he'll definitely do well in championship. And then you've also got uh, like. Yeah. I'd imagine that the most Aberdeen strikers tend to do well after leaving Aberdeen, though. Yes, yeah, it's true. a significant. Or just Aberdeen players in general. Yeah, this is true. They seem to do really well after leaving Aberdeen. I don't know if that's anything to do with Derek McInnes, but Aberdeen fans, you can tell us because we're not Aberdeen fans, so we don't know. Yeah, not very, not kept that way very often. Um, it's really far north, so it's hard to pay attention. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I really cold. Well, the most make sense, uh, thing that makes the most sense would be he does really well done for a with a lot of goals, and then he just goes on loan again next season to the team. And then he'll go Yeah, yeah. But I could imagine... And then I play well there and Aberdeen can sell him on to like 500k to some random team. Or I could so, imagine, I could very much imagine him leaving on a free. Or, yeah. Or after a bunch of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, on the topics that we've actually prepared for this time... Yeah, Citations is crap, don't watch it. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's not, we, we don't, don't have much like, thoughts about we it. We don't like rugby. So Ruggers. 
Anyway, because I've seen it called many so, times, Ruggers. First off, killing. because we're going to ignore the refereeing crisis for a little bit. Yeah, we'll get onto that. Um, we're going to talk about who was the best signing of the transfer window. So Ooh. who adds the most to the team that they've signed for? Because there's, there's a lot of shouts. Dundee United signed 11 players, so... Right, so they probably had the best window, but as far as yeah. individual players who have changed a the team, they've changed the entire team, obviously. Yeah. Like Peter Pollock. <laughs> they, they can. It's going to be a good signing. Peter Pollock needs to buy a parrot so that I can, I don't know, make Peter some... Peter Pollock... Precisely... Precisely places... Perfect... Passes... <laughs> per 90. Good, right. That's that enough of that. to be our most creative player. Yeah, Peter Pollock. He's a good player. Uh, they signed Ross Laidlaw, so which well. I don't really understand why, because he was on the bench that weekend, and I was a bit like, if your goalkeeper's better than Ross Laidlaw, so they don't sign him alone, so waste of yeah. wages. But I think Air, Air as well, a bit under the radar, had an interesting deadline day. Did they? Is it just, did just deadline day? Because they signed Calvin Miller, and they signed Nicky yeah, Cadden. That was weird to me, because Calvin Miller was at Dundee. Yeah, he was And at, like, he was doing well at Dundee. And then I thought he was just going to stay at Celtic for the second half season because back at left back. don't have a left, left back, back at the moment, back, really. Kind of position, yeah. yeah. Kind of struggling on injuries, and I thought he'll fill out the squad for six months and then go on loan again, but apparently air is a better decision. Which I thought was odd, because like, surely, surely he could have gone to a Motherwell, or a Livingston, or Hibs, or... Pretty much any of the other Scottish Premiership teams. Yeah, but then you got to think. Other than Aberdeen are, are, they, are they in for him though? Like I don't think. Well, probably I, not. I think taking him back from Dundee was a good thing to do because. There's a lot. Want, you don't want him to just lose. Well, there are a lot. Really there are a lot. Just this, there are a lot of problems at Dundee. I think they might stay up now. I think. Well, I think they'll stay up via the playoffs probably, but I think they might just make it because of Tommy Wright, pretty much. <laughs> or not Tommy Wright. Who, who are you talking about? Scott Wright. Dundee. Scott Wright, Dundee, Scott Wright. Tommy yes. Wright. Music no. is yeah. Scott Wright. I think I think I think Scott Wright will keep them up. Well, that's two two young people I wouldn't even know that him and yeah, it's Chris awesome. Anderson is um, I think our both what's his name? Our both brought a striker, and it is brilliant. Good. It's brilliant. She has um, because they bought him from a rival. I think I can't remember, but as well as Air Air also got Nicky Cadden in online. I like Nicky Cadden. He's a good player, yeah. Because I like Chris Cadden. Yeah. And I, I just think wildly assume Nicky Cadden is good as well. I don't like seeing him play much, because probably we'll just, that's why he's going on loan. He'll get a chance now, yeah. Um, I think um, Livingston signing, uh, oh my god, I forget everyone's name, Lyndon Dykes. Yeah. That's a good so signing, but obviously again, they loaned him back out, so he's kind of countless window. Yeah, it's just a bit annoying. If, if he'd have joined now, I think it would have been a good signing. I think it's a good signing for the summer as well. There's a similar problem with. I, Thing. Not a similar problem, but the same kind of idea of it being like a good signing, but is it overall a good signing, like the Celtic ones? I don't think it Because Celtic have signed enough. really good footballers yeah. for six months. So they got Tim away, they got Ollie Burke, they got Jeremy Toljan. Yeah, and then can they keep them? Really good football for six months is great. They'll probably... But they haven't permanently. They'll probably go they just, don't, they just don't have Win the league, months. you know, might do well in Europe. Oh, treble, treble, etc. But... Then the big things for Celtic is obviously just Champions League in the summer where all those players probably won't be there. Like I think Ollie Burke could be signed permanently, and I think Wea could get an atonement loan. 
I think Toyan's probably and the most likely. To- Toyan could be. I don't think they'll get Burke because you've got to remember West Brom signed him for like fifteen million. Yeah. He's like he's the tra- is that a transfer record? That's I something don't know, metal. He's he's made he, he, a lot of money spent on Ollie Burke. Something like forty million or something like that in oh transfers for the boy. Maybe more than that, but that's a similar idea. But they're all good, good individual footballers for six months, which will help something a lot. Because Jeremy Tolson looked pretty good against Johnson. I mean for. For half, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty, not pretty good, pretty solid. Go forward, something Lustig just cannot do. I hate Lustig. Just so slow, goes backwards. Just this, this isn't about Lustig. He wasn't signing the summer. <clears throat> Unless honestly, gives me that. Just winter, not summer. Like anger. Yeah, I can tell. Towards Michael. Greg Spence. Greg Spence is who <laughs> Argo signed from Alwa. There we go. Found it now. Not like a rival. Not a rival. Not a rival. I didn't mean rival. Bring him down. I meant is it? I meant they've signed a really good striker. I don't know why Rebel Shithousery Yeah they sound really good Because they've got <laughs> Bobby Lynn and another guy They have the two top scorers Or they have two of the top scorers in the league mm-hmm. um, And are Fine for goals <laughs> Yeah the, the one thing they didn't really need was goals And they went and signed a striker Of a higher level Pretty much saying We're preparing for the championship To everyone else Yeah no that's pretty um, impressive And it's, it's an 18 month contract yeah, as well yeah. So they get to keep him um, Ideal And then the other one Shane Sutherland no, that's your uh, Peter Ed, he, he's the one I think is probably the best because Peter Ed is chasing Ember City and it's become more and more of a chase as the season's gone on yeah. um, and Ember City have done really well at scoring a lot of goals but they've spread it around the team while Peter Head have pretty much just had the same goal scorers yeah. um, and they signed Shane Sutherland who will partner Rory McAllister mm-hmm. and that gives them statistically the most lethal strike force in the entirety of Scotland. I assume that includes leagues that, like the Lowland leagues, but. That's pretty wild, to be fair. It might not. It might just be SPFL. But it gives them a ridiculous strike force where they've got two players that know how to score, and I don't see them letting up. I think that's going to go to the wire. And I think, yeah, I think that I don't want. I still talk also at Clyde. Kicking around there. Yeah, well, I don't Maybe think Clyde will make it to the end of the season because they're not. Really... Hmm, they've just been, they've just been hovering though, just behind them. Yeah, but and I, every time I think, ah, they fall to come behind them. I, th- I thought there. before the transfer window that Edinburgh City were just gonna keep going and that at some point Peterhead would drop off. Um, now I kind of think that Peterhead are gonna take them to the end, and I don't know if Edinburgh City will have the. Like staying power. Yeah, like the the the, the maturity. Cojones. We're not trading. The maturity <laughs> to stay at top and not feel it because like their team is young, like Blair Henderson. Yeah. Like plays like that, I think maybe a struggle. Um. So he's on Al's poise as the best. I'd throw a shout in for bigger Amano Phillips as well. I I don't when I when it happened I didn't understand it. I was like why turn on the centre mid, and then the Abdeen game happened. And I watched Mar- Marvin Bartley and Mark Milligan fail to make five-yard passes and take four years to turn around and just leave their man every time. And then I realised bigger man massively improves that midfield and is on is free so yeah. as well. Right. Like, um, and, and again, it weakens the rival and stuff like that. So you know, it doesn't really weaken Motherwell that much because like he wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't playing and when he was playing he was playing out, <coughs> out, out of system like not in a great way um, yeah. and he clearly didn't suit it I think he'll suit his um, and I think he'll I don't know what the midfield will be now I do think Scott Allen might actually end up having to play up front because there's too <laughs> many midfielders it's too many of them grind goals every 18 months is he? With a, yeah with a view to well it's 6 months low and an option to get another 12 then then 
the idea would probably be to try and get one of three yeah. the year after. Um, there's obviously Slivka, who I rate really highly, Malin, who I rate really highly, Alan coming in, bigger man, that's five centimetres, or centimetres, centimetres, centimetres. So that'll be odd, but that's why I said, that's why I like someone bigger man. If Hibbs didn't have so many sentiments, well, I'll jump on a bandwagon and say Craig Stewart. Fantastic, because this is the bandwagon that we started. I'm pretty sure probably by saying he was the most creative player in the league. Yeah, probably, but it just made the most sense for Aberdeen, and it's improved them because for six months after they lost Christie, everyone was just saying yeah. they need a creative player in the middle. They need a creative player in the middle. They tried putting GMS in there, it kind of worked. It also really it, pissed off Kilmarnock. It, it also kind of really pissed off Kilmarnock, which weakens the rival as well. But just no, no, that team rival, is just, it was funny. Joe Lewis is probably one of the best hockey players in the league. Their defense is like solid. Well, he dove into a post. You know, he's a bit of an idiot sometimes, but he's probably one of the best keepers in the league when they can play him. Yeah, like don't like Shilogan necessarily as a person, but he's an alright back. Maxwell's a pretty good left Maxwell back. Maxwell is probably the best left back in the league that I can think of off the top of my head of the game. Yeah, go make sure he's a no, because like, I meant like just fit and available, like fit and available right, right now. now. Maxwell is really good, yeah. Right I, I really highly rate Maxwell. And the defense is it's McKenna and Constantine right now, but McKenna and Devlin is one of the most solid. Yeah, and Constantine's solid, a good like, not, oh, not maybe not overall, but solidity in not conceding goals and just hitting Constantine's a good backup at least. Like he's right. Yeah, they did right. He's been there a long time. He knows the club. He's experienced. Like, yeah, and then you got Shinny and Ferguson. Is just. That's well, yeah, Shinny, Shinny, who can't be booked or give away a foul or do anything ever because okay, he's the well, they're good, but sport referee. Hold the midfield partnership. He's small, and so then, nothing he does is a foul. Guy McKay Steven on one side, now McGinn on the other, Greg or Stewart. Stevie May, or uh, McClendon, and then Greg Stewart in the middle, and then Costco up top is a very good starting 11. I'm kind of excited for in the summer when a team like Brighton get relegated from the Premier League and shit themselves when they realise they're not a striker and panic by Sam Cosgrove for like five million. Panic by Sam Cosgrove is the way to go forward. I'm very here for that because I don't want to say it's just form because I'll definitely get proved wrong if I say that. But like I don't necessarily think that he can continue what he's doing over like a long term. Yeah, he's, he's never struck me as this as a natural striker. Yeah, I think a lot of what he's doing at the moment is to do is with the fact that he's still, like, like... Yeah, but I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that he's like high morale, high confidence. Like He's taking things on that... If it if he wasn't scoring regularly and he was the fans were frustrated with him, I don't think he takes on some of the stuff he does or makes yeah. the runs he does and stuff. So I think that it will probably end at some point and I think that uh, Aberdeen fans will probably get very frustrated with him very quickly. After loving him as much as they do. Anderson back very quickly. Well, or start calling for Shanklin to come back. Or sure. start calling for different strikers they used to own to come back. <laughs> Jane Stockley, yeah. another one. He's moved on and been incredible. So, yeah. um, is it, uh, Mark Minolti, Hibbs as well. It's another it's decent right signing. signing yeah. if, you, if you're going to lose Jamie McLaren, you might as well replace him with someone that's another million pound player. Which it is a problem that has been said a lot about the amount of loans, short term loans. And, Especially in the Premiership, because like it's teams getting players in that they can't afford to buy and then ignoring problems. Yeah. Like Celtic with right back. Like I guess. Lustig can't last. You got Toljan. And you got Toljan on a six you, you get Toljan on a six month loan and then you can't afford to buy him or you can't afford to buy him but you don't buy him in the summer because the price put on his head. Yeah. And then you get but then you get a different short term loan in and then so on and so on. And I think yeah. that's probably a more extreme example of it because of how badly Celtic did a right back. 
and I think that's why they got Tolo Jamal on a short term loan because they need it badly yeah but I think it's a lot of clubs are the same but his is a good example like Mark Nolte in the summer yeah. I, Mark Nolte is on a six month loan I think so yeah like if he leaves in the summer and then he's have Ollie Shaw and Cam Berry. Cam Berry might leave. Yeah. And then you've got then you've got Ollie Shaw. I like Ollie Shaw, but like that's not enough. You, you can't have panic, one striker. Panic six loan, six month loan. Yeah, yeah, you panic and get a six month loan of someone that's way too good, and then it yeah. goes badly. So move on then to our favorite topic: referees. Aye. So they've not had a good weekend. Not had a good um, weekend at all. I didn't watch, we didn't watch the Rangers game that everyone's talking about. We, we watched the Hibs game. The Hibs game, yeah. Which no one's talking about, which I think is quite funny, because the same thing happened pretty much. Very bad. It no, was... Know, four penalties, but the penalty wasn't a penalty. The penalty was a dive. Uh, every time, like... If Aberdeen won, like, won the ball through like, a contested 50-50, it was fine. But if Hibs won the ball from a contested 50-50, it was an Aberdeen foul. And like Shinny should have been probably booked what four times. Yeah, and was yeah, getting away with it. Bad um, There the was ball. there was the one on Camberry, which was a potential red card from Tommy Hoban, who got in everyone's team of the week somehow. And it was like <laughs> it was genuinely like a potential like season ender on Camberry, and then everyone was just like, he was really good. Yeah. And like no, it was really, it was really it bad. In that game at all. It was. He missed it anyway. It doesn't matter, but yeah, it kind of matters. But it just it well, he gave the foul. It was still like a poor. It wasn't like. These big high profile. I'm gonna give yeah. four penalties. And but it was it was like the small decisions that make a game. Like Hibbs couldn't get forward and create many chances because a lot of the time it was, the game was just stopping because like yeah. offsides that were not offside or tiny tiny fouls in the midfield. And like I'm biased obviously, but like you were sat there going, "This is strange." Like and there's obviously the debate of referees should uh, should or shouldn't declare they support. Um, I think that the argument for them not being oh we should trust them to be professional is a weak argument because I do trust them to be professional to an extent but I know for a fact that if I was refereeing a Hibs game I would be biased towards Hibs or yeah. I because it would be in your head you, you support that team you love that team you want them to do well you're not going to like and, and there's nothing there's nothing forcing you to be professional yeah, and if people people don't know if people knew who they supported, at least it would even if we didn't change like if, if it wasn't like oh you support Aberdeen you can't referee Aberdeen games, um even if Aberdeen fans could referee Aberdeen games at least people would know they're an Aberdeen fan so then, like there would be something if they did, like be biased, yeah, be biased. if they were biased and so it would be in their heads to make sure they're not which, it could then go the other way I guess but like. Realistically, in a perfect world, they all tell you who they support, and they don't referee the teams they support or their rivals because that's stupid. Yeah, it's just a, like wide, it's just like a wider issue. Like it's not going to solve anything, everything, yeah. but it's just that wider idea of just having even a little bit of transparency between yeah. fans and the SFA. Well, you look at it in the Premier League, and like Premier League referees aren't that great. I wouldn't say that they're the best in the world or anything, but like. You, you can't. You know they support. You yeah, know, like, you, you kind of back and like people, bit. people go, oh, what if they lie? And like in the Premier League, they lie a lot. But like, I don't. If in, if they lied in Scotland, it would be really obvious. I think, I think yeah, because they all, all the referees come from the central belt, from like Lancashire. Yeah. So they can only. There's only, they, can only they can only go so far. Seven they're, teams. They're they're not going to be Inverness fans. If they're, yeah, they if they're might from Motherwell. be an Inverness fan, maybe, but it's highly unlikely. So it kind of cuts down a lot. Of teams. Yeah, like you would go, like you yeah, can always look at it and go, oh, this guy's from Motherwell. Who's he support? And he says he supports 
like Motherwell or Hamilton or whatever and you can go that's probably true yeah, probably. and like we, we as fans would have to believe them which I know a lot of fans would have difficulty with because we always we have the preconceived notion of like uh, Andrew Dallas Sports Rangers and such and such sports such and such and obviously all that lot so we'll have that already because yeah. of the decisions they're giving but, if, but if, like, Andy, if Andrew Dallas came out and was like oh I support Party Thistle I wouldn't then go no you don't yeah, I would, would I would go oh he supports Party Thistle sure he, yeah you would like to think that they I would trust football them. fans would yeah. actually openly say no this is my team and I think that the majority of same fans would trust them I think a couple of idiots that go on and on about like oh conspiracy this conspiracy that I think they would believe them but they're not going to believe them anyway they'll believe them now yeah like they come out with uh, what, what's his name the, the old firm John Beaton yeah they were like oh he's in Rangers blah, blah blah it's like if John Beaton came out and then was like I'm a Rangers fan I'd believe him John Beaton yeah. came out and was like I'm a Celtic fan I'd believe him John yeah. Beaton came out and he's from Glasgow so if he came out and said he supports Queen's Park I'd probably believe him because we believe journalists yeah. when they say it we believe players when they say it we believe managers when they say it why can't we believe ref- referees yeah and yeah, I think that and then someone put up the idea of I know you disagree with this but the idea of the head of refereeing I don't disagree with we, it, like explaining what this, like why each decision was given and what the referee said to him in the match report and I thought that was a really good idea just sort yeah, of like to be transparent and say like oh this referee made this mistake this is why he made this like for, for example the Rangers penalty the handball one uh-huh. the, ref- the referee there that is a hard decision to make because the guy is in the air he's jumping and he's very it's like it's tight it is probably only about a couple centimetres yeah. and he's in the air so you don't have a reference point of what he stood on so it is hard then to make that decision for the referee and the linesman probably as well I mean he was closer and had a better view but like it's still hard um, and especially in real time we've all seen it as a still image yeah. and then it's like oh that's a glaring mistake but in real time it's hard especially when you get one look um, and I think if the like, head of refereeing came out and was like, oh, so he made this mistake, he gave a penalty, the penalty was the wrong decision, it's a free kick, um, but and it is, and then but he said to me like in his match report that he thought he was in the box because of where he because he landed in the box, yeah. the ball was going into the box, it's very very clear why he thought he was in the box, and then like on other decisions throughout Scotland, the penalty for Aberdeen, I don't know, maybe the referee thought there was a trip and then. And then, but then also the head of refereeing can explain what they're going to do to not have that happen again because yeah. we don't have that we, yeah. and since we don't have like a f- as fluid a refereeing system as in England where referees can go up and down the levels as much I think mm. that's also probably an issue um, there's, also, there's also individual issues it's just the, the, what, what whips up everyone to a frenzy is not known being kept in the dark so Andy Dallas has he actually has five penalty decisions to make and he only gets one of them right because Rangers should have had the penalty and he didn't was, give it was that one a penalty? There was, another, there was another one that was a penalty and he didn't give it so he got one penalty decision right the whole time so what gets people raging is yeah. being like why what, what how how have you done that? how yeah. have you got one penalty decision right out of five? yeah and referees are going to have bad games like so that's, that's, that's your point. players like, have bad games tell us yeah. let us know what's going on like, within the SFA so we can have a better experience what, one of the first things they should do though is definitely making, them, making referees full time professional oh, because yeah. at the moment there's not really like if, if for example they want to punish uh, Andrew Dallas yeah. they can't really and they can't really send him on a course because he's got his own stuff to do like yeah. so 
if they made them full time and say Andrew Dallas went full time, which again he would have to choose to do, uh, he went full time and they had the terms or whatever and they were more transparent with it. And then the, they he could have made that those mistakes and the referee the head of refereeing could could have gone in. Oh right, so he's he's made these mistakes. Um, we've we've seen these mistakes and this is what we're gonna do to prevent these mistakes happening again. And then Saint Mary and fans will still feel a bit shit because they've still lost and they've still but lost unfairly, thing. but. It stops the week long. Yeah. Just it stops it happening again. It stops all the talk about it all week. Yeah. Because that's that's part of what I hate. I I don't even the big decisions that they get wrong when they're tight. I'm not as bothered about like yeah. the handball. I, I wouldn't that one. I'm like I can get it. I can I can see it from their point of view where I'm like, all oh, right, that's happened really fast and he's in the air and it's like there's a lot of factors going into it that are like oh that's hard to do, and like you can accept the referees have a hard job. Yeah. Um, well, that's, that's the thing. But like, it's the small ones that happen every week. Everyone, referees will always be slated. They'll always be told that they they made mistakes. They did oh, yeah, wrong. It happens in Italy. Italy. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But the, the the big thing in Scotland that happens a lot from everybody is that is an SFA. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's pro Rangers. It's pro Celtic. It's pro just the old firm in general. Oh, I don't think there's a whatever serious conspiracy. No, I think it's just individual referees people, have their own biases. Yeah, that's the point. There's a there is a f- fairly large p- amount of people who would believe that. Yeah. Who back that argument up? Well, it, it's because it, if the SFA came argument. out and do all these things, being like, we're being transparent, we're yeah. saying this, we're doing this, they make a show, at the very least, of being like, it isn't us. Isn't then you yeah. can no longer be like the SFA are doing this. It's SFA because it's clear not SFA if they're yeah. saying. Look, here's where referee match reports. Here's who the referee supports. Yeah. Here, we made referees full time for you. We brought in VAR. Yeah. We've done all these things to yeah. make it a better footballing experience in Scotland for you. It's just, you it, can stop at, blaming us. Yeah, at the moment it's just way too easy to blame the referee and the officials and just the SFA in general. Yeah, take it away then. Um, now it needs, and what needs to happen is it needs to be made harder to blame them. Like you look at uh, Steve Clark today, one about the officials. And it's like, he's moaning about the fact that Jordan Jones got given a two-game ban for diving and now Defoe might not get one. And it's like, all right, but you can't... And like, every week, Lennon was terrible for it. Every week it was the officials. Every week it was the officials. It was, oh, this decision wasn't given to us. Oh, this offside. And it's inconsequential decisions that, that they're moaning about because they're the ones that matter the most a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, if an offside gets given wrong, that's potentially a goal that you've missed. Um, if a throw-in gets given wrong, then you've given over possession. Yeah. If there's, a, you know, like a corner well, gets given and... Instead, that was a specific one that Steve quite mentioned. He said that one of his players was offside, about 10 yards offside. Oh, no. Or the way around. It well, didn't matter because, like, yeah. the ball got played through, the guy took a bad touch or whatever, went out, nothing happened from it, but yeah, they didn't but, call him offside and he was like, it's just... They yeah. just make... Wrong decisions. Well, they're the ones that annoy me at Hibs, especially in the Aberdeen game. The, 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 the small mini, ones. The mini small ones, I think, would be cut out massively yeah. by going full time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because and the spe- week they, day in day out, you they're watching they tapes and this learning. Yeah, they annoy me most because it's like it's the same player, and like I hate, I bang on about persistent fouling probably too much, but persistent fouling is a really big problem. You look at Fernandinho in England; he doesn't get booked for it ever. But then, like, another player for another team might. And that's annoying, but their refs are full-time and whatnot, so they should really get that. In Scotland, it's the same thing. Graham Shinney. 
Every team of Aberdeen knows it. Yeah. Every team of Aberdeen goes, oh, we're playing for Graham Jenny. We're going to get fouled in midfield a lot. And Graham Jenny doesn't get booked for it. Or, and sometimes he doesn't even get given fouls against yeah, them. Yeah, the players are quite smart. And, and like, <laughs> there are other ones as well, like Scott Brown is probably quite well known for it. And I know he does it, but he doesn't do it to the same extent as Jenny does because he's not as mobile. So he gets booked a lot. Yeah, and, get, and Scott Brown actually gets booked for it. And if you book them, yeah, they, they stop Brown, doing Scott it. Scott Brown has... He's got it over his head. No, he has like, uh, referees. What's, what's the word? Reputation. Reputation. Yeah, it goes. That, it, it, yeah, I don't know. It's over, it, it hangs over his head, so like referees go into games thinking, "Oh, Scott Brown's going to foul somebody." Yeah. And they they book him, and it's and he stops fouling people. Graham Shinney doesn't get booked. Keeps doing it, and it ruins the game. And yeah. somebody at some point, it's going to happen, and and a player is going to keep getting away with it, keep getting away with it, and they're going to think, "Oh, I can keep getting away with it," and they're going to do something stupid, and they're going to go in on someone and like knee height studs up and it's going to break someone's leg yeah. and it's going to like and then there'll be outrage there'll be the outrage about oh like that's a disgusting challenge but he should be banned for eight weeks what and what not and like yeah that's true but you can stop it at the source by just booking them when they made three fouls like yeah. not maybe not three but like when they, when you can tell they're going to keep doing it it's like the 15th minute and it's their fourth foul and it's the same foul every time someone yeah. trying to break and you've tripped them up and like I don't know it, it's gotten to a point now where I think it, if the FFA don't do anything it's going to they're going to have to at some point they're going to be yeah. forced to this, by something this, mental this season has just been the worst and most outrage towards referee performances I think I've ever seen yeah it's, it's, like, it's I guess been, we're, we're relatively young but yeah. as far as I've been watching yeah, it's, it's, it's Scottish football and stuff. And you've you've got us. We we only really see the top division. Like I can't imagine how bad it can be. Yeah, well, they always talk about the amateur refs and stuff, and the league's have a really hard time with it. Yeah, and like and it all like you can always go back to referees aren't respected as well, which I can't imagine helps. No. Like, because if I went into a job and I knew that I was going to get hurled abuse at by like spectators and the people I was it. supposed to be managing, I would also be a bit like fuck this and they, they're not respected because people don't trust them yeah. and that's all it comes down to so that, transparency yeah so the, it'll come to and all that kind yeah. of thing just so there, there are thoughts on refereeing because the wider you know we need more thoughts on refereeing in Scotland because that is yeah, what so I think the, 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 you just need to keep talking about it and berating them have Michael Stewart go on rants on Sports Sound or whatever until 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 they do something it's a good chance until they do something because yeah, they're just they're just not doing it they can't fucking even get Hamden signed so fuck oh, the SFA we're not going to go into that because that's just too much I can't even bring myself to look up what's going on with Hamden because just how have you messed it up I don't I don't understand so, it's not worth it in the end. If you can't get it easily, my, stop. My opinion from the start has been not to have either, so I don't That's the thing. I like, don't like okay. national stadiums. And if you're gonna have a national stadium it should be in the direct centre of the populace so that everyone can get to it <laughs> and it should be purpose built to be a national stadium. Yeah. And you should, that. which, per- which means that it should be able to be changed into different venues so it should be able to have cycling and shadow things. Because it yeah. can't you can't build a stadium just for what you can't have Hamden empty all year. Yeah. What's the point of having Hamden then? Yeah. Oh, we'll have Hamden and we'll use it four times a year or we play friendlies against Montenegro yeah. and 400 people turn up. Or Queen's Park can have it at the other stadium and just keep going while they're doing. Cause 
they might as well yeah. use well, it. I quite like handling a little bit, but if it if it gets even a little bit difficult, just give up and do something else. Go travel around, go play E3, go play Pottery, go play it. I like traveling around, travel around about play it, fun because play it. at the moment, so at the moment like, it's so stupid. Like when it's like like people go oh, but what about cup finals? What about cup finals? Yeah. They didn't they didn't used to be a national stadium in most countries. Just, they yeah, used to neutral venue. There's not there's yeah. not and there's not a neutral there's not a um, set stadium for the Champions League every year. There's not a set stadium for the Europa League. Like yeah. just fuck it, go around. It. I remember. I still remember the FA Cup and the League Cup in England being like the Millennial Stadium. And Is that not because Wembley was getting yeah because they were building Wembley, but like it was more fun. Yeah, yeah. It'd be at Old Trafford and it'd be at Elland Road and it'd be at and then you and then at least fans that don't necessarily go to those stadiums get to go to those stadiums and then like oh look this stadium's good and then those clubs get more money and it just distributes the wealth better because what we need more of is distributing wealth because it's bad. Yes. Well, this has been this has been a very ranty podcast so far. Probably up the you we just ran it for maybe 30 minutes about nothing the referees specifically I hate that anyway <laughs> uh, women's league starts soon women's league does start on on coming Sunday so that'll be fun or uh, it's Gallo City's league starts on Sunday especially anyway so it on Sunday probably didn't see much Hibs are in is it Valencia or Villarreal Hibs are in Valencia at the moment just chat fucking around yeah it seems to have like the best time yeah it looks a lot more fun than sitting about Edinburgh in the cold cold oh, yeah. they're, they're less warm but really like, by, by the time that they uh, Shannon McGregor doing a lot of good hard work to get fit again on a bike and then randomly screaming and then randomly screaming you should follow his ladies Instagram for this trip if you're, if you're they, they keep giving it to random like 19 year old girls and they're not they don't Great. run Instagram well. I tell you, not that we necessarily run Instagram very well either, but I tell you, they need some. I think I think they're very funny. It's a good laugh, at least. But there you are. It's probably one of the things that I think Scottish women's football does best, um, and definitely does better than men's football is the uh, interaction with players and fans. Yeah, because definitely. they do Instagram takeovers nearly every week. Yeah, it's and awesome. it's just funny. Yeah, because it's like they'll just be messing around, and you're like, all right. Uh, <laughs> on you go <laughs> and it's just, you know you get to know them and whatnot. so I should have the fixtures somewhere on my phone but I can't, press I, can't f- I can't find the press release so <laughs> I'm sorry please look up women's no I'm, oh, right, I'm yeah, on yeah, all my emails right. and I can't well, remember well yeah well there's a uh, they all start and they look forward to it so did we decide they're going to get start getting, they're going to get put in 7 of the week they? they'll be in the 7 of the week but they won't but they're, they're, this won't, season won't be in the annual it because won't, it's the it won't season. be in the moments of the week and it won't be in the I guess I'll just and uh, yeah I'll just say I'll do it the like piece on the women's football season well yeah because the women's football going to be in it so because the women's season is in one singular calendar year if you don't know it's like the 2018 season yeah 2019 season not, not, not men's in 2019 yeah, it goes it's over like the February November. till yeah something like that and that's the season so the 2018 season is a season that will be in the 2018-19 How's Your Touch annual. Yeah, because otherwise... And then the next one yeah, we do... Because otherwise we'll, see, we'll, we'll, we'll have season. the end half of one season and the beginning half of the yeah, season. Yeah, it doesn't really. Which would be bad. But they're going to go in the seventh because they are playing football that yeah. week. So they're going to go into and the seventh of the week of football is playing that week. Yeah. But for, for the moments of the week, they will be. Um, yeah. So any other housekeeping we need to do for the actual book? I think so. Um, um, we'll be starting announcing 
surely soon a whole bunch of the content we've got, we've got. Well, apart from the Danny Denham interview, which apart from the Denham, you've already, if you, already if, you are, if you are one of the listeners of this podcast, you have been given a scoop. One of the how many thirty-two? Oh, I think is the one. Something like that. I'll I've got. I'm gonna find out right now. A few, like, uh, we've got specials, interviews with people, and then we've also got like other just features on like the women's football one. Yeah, we've got some writers writing that are um, bringing some really good so like the articles are incredible some of the ones that have yeah we've got some really good stuff coming so but that'll all be getting announced soon if, if you are a writer that was writing for us please uh, send it to me your stuff as soon as possible because um, <laughs> I've got most of them back and uh, some of them I haven't 31 it's 31 the 31 people that listened to the last one you know I bet it was, and the people that listened to this one yeah <laughs> we'll all know about Danny Denham um, yeah, but we'll we'll have more info on that we'll have a probably a cool wee photo to go with it on Instagram Hopefully. Hopefully. If I've illustrated it by then. Or at least a little part of the illustration or something. And, but yeah, we'll hopefully get in. things will be starting to get excited to get moving. Yeah, I mean, it's probably more likely to be next month rather than this month, I think. I don't know what the down for March, yeah. March probably March, 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 May. March, 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 but we'll probably mention stuff in the podcast because we're really bad at keeping secrets. Yeah, and we'll yeah we might post some stuff like Instagram. I I, I slipped up last week. It's probably likely that we'll slip up again. So like if we get one interview, I'm looking forward to getting back. That if we get that one back, I might just be really happy and put it on Instagram. We'll probably end up talking about it back soon. Yeah. Um, but we're not gonna release who that is because that ain't buzzing about it. Yeah. Um, it's a really good one. Maybe. It is. It, we will. The interview questions are good ones anyway. Yeah, so we, we will finally get the uh, the answers to what the ultimate deep fried treat is between two very specific deep fried treats that we won't tell you because it will give it away yeah, probably it sort of maybe you know a little bit yes although it won't give it away because they're more than smart. Anyway, we're yeah. rambling. Move on to this. How's your life segment? That. Now, how's your life? I was a really good one. Is it really good? Uh, I've been really busy today. I had an interview for uni uh, this morning, so I've been up since six. What are you doing at uni, Matt? I'm not mm-hmm. releasing that in case it means I don't get in. But I had an interview this morning, it went really well. Uh, got dressed really nice. I put on some aftershave. I had to wake up at six in the morning, realised I had the flu. Uh, I went to Glasgow for the fifth time in my life. So, pick up. What other time was it when got final? I went twice when I was younger, once to a concert, once just for, because I went to Glasgow. Kids. I've prob- I've been before, <laughs> I've been, I've been five times. Fair enough. I've been to Glasgow five times in my life. Uh, I live an exciting life where I travel Scotland a lot, um, <laughs> for sure. Um, oh, when I went to, I went to see Rangers play Barcelona, Liverpool, fuck me, I'm so tired. I know, I've been six times then, because I went to play, Hearts, Hearts played Barcelona and I'm pretty sure they played it in. Uh, in in uh, oh no it was it was at Murrayfield. God damn it. Anyway, uh, Liverpool played Rangers when I was younger and I went and watched David and go, banged it in. Uh, it was incredible what an experience. Uh, and I remember back then thinking that it was a bit run down, but I won't go <laughs> into that. Um, so I went to Glasgow for the sixth time in my life. Everyone in Glasgow hates me, so uh, I'm sure that'll be fun. No, we went to. I don't know what's, like, oh, you were specifically saying Irox was run down. Just the whole, uh, the whole of Glasgow. Is I, like, I don't like Glasgow that much. Smells bad too. Like I don't really like Glasgow that much, but I don't also don't really like Edinburgh that much. Like I like obviously. I don't really like cities that much. If I'm being honest, yeah. 
it's just a weird like environment because no one lives here and no one talks to us like our neighbours don't talk to us they don't have that social cohesion you know yeah okay let's bore them with geography again we've got an hour into the podcast let's talk about geography um no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's like, just so busy. I like so living in Leith. I like, I like the environment in Leith, uh, but not specifically where we live, but like I like it. Uh, when we go, when you walk down East Road or something. Yeah, like, like people like, they don't avoid eye contact and you can, like, they smile. And like, if I, if I needed help, I would know that someone on the street yeah, would probably help me. Yeah. But if I was like in centre of Edinburgh, no one lives there. It's just tourists and like busy. Yeah. Or people like going, students people well, are going to work. Which we have students, I guess, but like. Yeah. People go to work and large like, gatherings of students bu- and busyness kind of like because it's like you know it's not personal like whatever so but it was all right um cold really fucking cold train journey was rough on the way back did you get the the fast ones it was the express train it's the express train on the side the new ones is like really fancy and new I put in the wrong ticket when I went through the ticket gate twice so I was oh, not paying attention I, you'll notice it was brand new it look, look, it smelled like a dentist as well the new trains smelled I like a dentist I wasn't paying as I said <sighs> was it, it was rocky as fuck though. yes it yeah the new train Scott Rail oh my god it was rough fix it do they rock around another yeah maybe you've managed to speed up it to like 45 minutes or whatever you're saying is I tell you the comfort pretty, is gone pretty sure it's took me 50 minutes or the comfort is just I, I, I was trying to type up something on my laptop and I just I the laptop skipping around oh man I thought I was going to crash multiple times yeah it's terrifying it's like you're going too fast and then, <laughs> and then they break really hard at the yeah. end I'm like well well done you can drive fast <laughs> yeah I didn't have a good time on the train I had, a, I had a good time in Glasgow I, uh, I went for a, I went for a nice Costa uh, Panini um, to treat myself for doing well in an interview that I did not prepare well enough for but well, um, and yeah, no, I, I, I've been busy, so I'm happy, very that's happy nice. being busy. Uh, yeah. Hips are shit. That's kind of annoying, but they won't be shit for long. Yeah, yeah. when they get the new manager, get Peter Batesland. No, I just we win the league, so it's fine. Whatever. Peter Batesland. Put your money on it. Bastard. Hips to win the league by one point. Hips to Have an Aguero moment, but it's not Aguero. It's I don't know who's the most Bartley. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Good, the scenes. First good, goal of his career, I think. <laughs> so, how are you? Me? Alright. Not that much. Watched the Super Bowl last night. I didn't, didn't I get much it. sleep. And then I went to work today from 12 to 8. I lied. I'm not very good. Oh, I'm right. not very good. I've been farting all day. Yeah, I've been farting all day. That's it's good. Awful. I need to, it's just been bad. I've had four shits <laughs> one day. So. <laughs> Four. Have I had any? Zero I'm shits. I've got your shit around. I went to the toilet twice at work to do one. But I ended up just standing up and being and then going back. You know, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Anyway, but not everyone at my work today was off sick. Like everyone in the office was, there was no one there. There's no one? There was no one. Just it, you. Literally, because I went in to the receptionist and there's three or f- no, it's four people who work in the office behind me and up the stairs as well yeah. there's a bunch of other people as well the four people in the general office all sick all of them so I just sat in his office by myself all day which is interesting and then, and then up the stairs um, there was only two or two people out of like six that were in like most of them were ill a couple of them were like away but it's a really kind of weird day where no one's around and that 
it's also like it made it quite easy so anytime anyone phoned me I was like I can't imagine how much they're, it is, they're not in yeah. I sold a lot of uh, bus passes that's the beginning of a month I sold yeah well how many did I sell it was like four grand or something like that of just just Lothian bus passes so Lothian buses are making a fortune so I don't know although they get like, the buses which I'm, I'm very excited for to be fair. I had the hundred seater two doors that I'm like, far wow. too excited for these new buses that I probably won't even get to see because I'm going to move to Glasgow yeah, <laughs> the, sh- the shitty first ones. Or I'm team there now. I'll be fun. <laughs> Just don't have buses. I've, 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 I might get an interview in Aberdeen at some point, which is going to be a big hassle. No, if you if you want to go on a weekend with me to Aberdeen, about a weekend, I'll go for a day. Well, no, please, because it takes so long to get there and back. It's I was like, like two and a half, three hours from here. Sure. Yeah, I know, but like the interview will be in the mornings. So I was just like, got like oh, I spend the okay. night and go in the morning. It goes like one of the like spam hotels. Yeah, I could have a spa in the morning where you go and stress out. I mean, I don't find any of you that stressful. Me either, actually, to be fair. Because, like, a lot, people, like myself. a lot of people prepare for them a lot, and I'm just like, nah. I'm very laid back. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very senior, actually, to be fair. Because I want my, my thoughts in it are always like, how can I possibly prepare for this? Yeah. Other than, like, knowing what the company is or whoever I'm talking to is. Yeah. But, like, obviously that, how but, like, I, I can't. No, but there's, there's an answer to a question that I don't know. Yeah, the there's obviously like the questions that come up all the time, like why do you all work here and stuff like that. But like, I just sort of think, well, whatever I say in the moment is probably more me. Yeah. Like, if I if I say in the moment like, oh, I, I want to work here because like, oh, I want to live in Glasgow, it's more the truth. And I think like if you're preparing to try and get a job or get into uni or whatever. And you're trying to say what they want you to say, then they'll know. And even yeah, if they don't know, they'll stutter over it, and then you'll, yeah. you'll. But even if they, even if they don't realize that you're like just lying and saying what they want to hear, when you get there, you'll probably end up hearing it. Probably, yeah. Like if you don't get, yeah. If you do, if you if you make yourself what they want as opposed to yeah, what you want, then you'll hate it, and it's just yeah. Like I worked in retail for probably three years ish in total. I don't think at any point in that time I was the perfect employee. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of my bosses would have said that I was the person they wanted me to be because I was always, you know, saying, "Oh, we should do it this way. We should do it that way." And that, and like, I think a lot of them would say that I would, I was more productive than a lot of other people in the same role well, yes. on minimum wage because I wasn't. I cha- I I'd say I'm quite ambitious. And then well, like, I had that problem because I, you know, I worked in pre-market for pre-market. I worked in pennies, a retail store for a few weeks. That's <laughs> hydrant. Well, like, when I got to be fair, we should find hydrant any better than we have. <laughs> I applied for it. I did the application, got interview and stuff. And in the interview, uh, I I think Primark one was quite easy because they have like a set list of questions they ask you. Like they give you scenarios, and you can kind of go in like the student room, or whatever, and folk tell you what it was. So I kind of prepared way too much for it gave them all the answers they wanted and then I hated working in Primark like so much it was the, the most like oh, the yeah. worst period of my life yeah so, like, working there you working like 8 hours in this but you under, it, underground uh, John Lewis but I enjoyed John Lewis because John Lewis was the first job I ever got I was went through it like it's a job, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. I'm just doing this because it'd be a bit of fun probably and then I ended up I really like John Lewis when I went to uh, BHS which if anyone listening to this actually remembers BHS, I'd be surprised because like it was like it's been two years. Yeah, but also like it was pretty unknown between anyone under the age of forty. 
<laughs> two years ago. True to be fair, yeah. um, You know about it because I worked there. Yeah, <laughs> like, sure. I haven't ever been to a BHS until. Um, it, it's kind of like. Uh, what's the one that still exists? There's, there's a shop that still exists that's pretty much just BHS now. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but. Debenhams. Yeah, I guess, I guess Debenhams I'll think about. Anyway. Um, BHS, it was, I, 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 I really like BHS. Um, I didn't particularly believe in the product, but. I really liked it because when <laughs> I worked like, yeah, but when I worked when I worked there, they they trust like they trusted me, and it was like if I suggested something, it was like oh that's fine, and like often it would happen because they they'd be like oh you do it, so I would do it, and then it would work and it'd be good. Yeah. Like I um what was I I got belt sales up by eight hundred percent in a day, one time just kind of put them in size order and color order, um and like that was just because I was like oh I'm gonna do that. Um, but when I worked at the job I have after that, which I'm not, probably, I won't say what it was because probably shouldn't. BHS doesn't exist anymore, so I can. But like the job, they still exist, and I'm probably gonna lay into them a little bit. They, they <laughs> right, were come here back, I guess, eh? they were awful. Uh, I would suggest to do things, and they were like nah. So then they shoved me on delivery, which meant I had to wake up at six in the morning. Um, and well, no, I had to be there by like half six on the street. It was mental, and then they would always turn up late. And the one time I was late, they had a massive go me when I was locked in my flat, dickheads. Um, <laughs> so they would take me on delivery, which I still, I still did my best. Uh, I, I was, I was very good at it because it's boring as hell, and I get distracted very easily. Mm. Um, but I would do all the jobs. Same with BHS, I did, I did the same with BHS, but I would do the shit jobs that I wanted to do. So I'd take out the bins. I would change the, the hanger boxes. You know the jobs no one wants to do. And I remember feeling very unappreciated for it at the second job. But at BHS, I was always praised and like it was always like, oh, well done. No one else has done that. Like, you've taken right. initiative. Sorry, Johnny Williams? Or, what's his name? Is it Johnny Williams? Um, in the second documentary. Yeah, Johnny Williams was unappreciated. Yeah. In that. Um, but yeah, so like, uh, the second job. And then I left and uh, I still spoke to someone that worked there and they were like, it went to shit, apparently. Which I thought was quite funny. Uh, I don't know what, where I was going with that. I can't remember what I started talking about. Um, love what you do and do what you love and be yourself. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's our, pretty much our statement here. That's from today. Don't, uh, yeah, don't change who you are to try and get a job. I know when, the one I have today, they said they didn't... Uh, yeah, it depends on the levels. The one I have today, they, they said that they weren't sure about me at first, but then after speaking to me, they were. Which I think is... Because... I'm of, not going to lie to you, that's pretty much exactly how I felt when I first... <laughs> It does kind of sound. It kind of sounds like I'm a used car, or like a new meal that you've never tried before. But I, I think it. I think it is because it, I didn't like change who I was for the interview. I just went in as myself. Yeah. And I said what I I believe. Like when they would ask, when they asked like why do you want to do this, I yeah. said why I wanted to do it. I didn't say oh I want to do this because blah blah blah. The answers they expect. I. I think that's yeah. our takeaway from How's Your Life This Week. Be yourself. Be yourself. Um, it, it, it sounds a bit cringy, but yeah. Unless you're Michael Stewart. Unless you're Michael. <laughs> <laughs> be someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. Goodbye. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> My friend. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll just cut that bit. No, we'll leave it. <laughs>